Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for April 13th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. We're going to do one this Thursday, Schwan Humes and I. All right, before I get started on this thing, I just want to let you all know that I got vaccinated yesterday and uh, no problem with it. It went great. Uh, it was, um, if you're familiar with um, the West End of Toronto, it was at the Cloverdale Mall, uh, which uh, for me is about an hour bus ride. So yes, even with this power chair, I take the regular bus. I just prefer that. I don't like uh, wheel trans. Okay, so it went pretty well. And so that's uh, uh, injection number one. I got to go back there in August for the second injection. And I just wanted to, to, to urge everyone out there, please get vaccinated, please. Okay, so of course it was WrestleMania week this past week. I have a couple of new videos up on the blog from that week uh, from uh, Wednesday's NXT show. Uh, Io Shirai defending the uh, uh, NXT Women's Championship against uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, it was a great match. Both wrestlers were great. Um, Raquel won as I kind of thought she might because I, I think that uh, Io is going to get moved up to the main roster pretty soon. And it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see a new version of the Kabuki Warriors with her and Asuka. They're old buddies from way back. But uh, there's just a couple of booking decisions that I didn't really care for. And uh, the first one was when um, um, Dakota Kai, for some reason, came out to interfere very early in the match. And, of course, she got kicked out. And now, there's a reason I wouldn't have done this in this particular case. It doesn't make any difference to me one way or another. But the point is, they showed in the crowd before the match that Sare was in attendance, okay? She just arrived in the WWE, right? Okay, so what I would have liked to see is, you know, have uh, uh, Dakota get involved towards the end of the match, and then once she gets involved, Sare comes out to make the save. You know, that's a good way to get her over before she even has a match. But they chose not to do that, and it doesn't make any sense for her to come out that early in the match. I, I don't know... I, you know, I don't understand why they did that. The other thing I didn't like was they had a segment there where Io is clearly getting the best of Raquel, okay? She sent her outside, she sent her outside the ring, you know, did a couple of big moves on her, and then she came flying off the top of this skull that they had, this giant skull that they had on the set. It's like you always have a point in a, in a match where you go... Where's Eo? Where's Eo? And here she is at the top of this skull. And she does a crossbody from the top and just jumps on her. So after this, she drags her back to the ring. I mean, she could have left her out there and had her counted out, right? But, you know, they tried to explain why she wouldn't do that. But I think I would do it, right? Most of us would. But anyways, she brought her back to the ring. She actually hit the moonsault on her, okay? And then Raquel kicked out okay look at that point i knew raquel was winning the match because there's no way she should be kicking out of that move and one of the things that it's just lazy lazy booking and creative is this whole business of having 
kicking out of finishers. And they do this on NXT and takeover shows constantly. And it just, don't finishers mean anything anymore? You know, so I, I just didn't like that. Not long after that, uh, Raquel won the match with, I guess what amounts to, she did a powerbomb on the floor, and then she brought her back in the ring and did another powerbomb on her, and that finished it. But, uh, you know, I I feel EO is moving up to the main roster, so uh, the, the finish didn't particularly surprise me. Uh, NXT will be back tonight. They've moved to Tuesday. And I presume we may see a rematch at some point of this of this match. But like I said, I, I expect uh, EO is, is moving up to the main roster pretty soon. Okay, that brings us to WrestleMania. So uh, uh, we had the uh, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, um, Bianca Belair beating Sasha Banks on Saturday night. Uh, it was a great match. The problem with that whole angle was the lead-up was awful. Okay, it was just very poorly done. And I'm not a huge fan of having a new somebody new like that uh, win immediately, a win a title immediately. So I'm not a huge fan of that. So I kind of wish they hadn't done it, you know. And and but Sasha agreed to it, and uh, the match itself was pretty good, you know. Uh, um, I just didn't like Sasha's behavior in general. Uh, it, people are going to get mad at me for this. <sighs> I thought she wore way too much, Sasha wore way too much makeup and her hair looked ridiculous. I don't normally comment on things like that because I don't care that much. But to me, she looked like a clown with all that makeup on. You know, why did she have to do that? Anyway, didn't make any sense to me. Didn't make any sense to me. But so that was on Saturday. On Sunday, uh, not surprisingly, Rhea Ripley beat Asuka for the... Uh, Raw Women's Championship. The match was pretty good for the most part. Um, you know, the thing, again, it's just like with the other match. I don't think that Rhea should get the title right off the top like that. I just don't. You know, who knows if... Maybe you can't depend on her. I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so the match itself was fine. It was okay. Uh, but, um, you know, Oscar. Uh, uh, one move that Oscar did that um, she hadn't done before is she um, did a DDT from the apron to the floor. And that was a pretty good move. It's a move that I thought could have finished the match to us. So you drag her back in the ring and finish her. Um, the other thing is Oscar was wearing all new gear plus a new robe. Okay, I think it was even the T-shirt was different, even though it looked the same, kind of the same. I think she, I think she, kind of changed the design a little bit. Uh, the only thing that was the same was her red Nike running shoes. Which <laughs> it's funny about that when you have wrestlers who are wearing uh, running shoes and boot caps. Um, some of them, like you, you would have noticed with Kyrie Sane, she liked to color coordinate it, so she liked to have matching shoes with the boot caps. Okay, Asuka doesn't care. She's worn the same red Nike running shoes since the day she arrived in NXT. And I guess she loves them and they're comfortable. You know, and most people aren't going to notice. I mean, I notice, but that's me. Okay, but I thought it was a decent match. Um, uh, they did a rematch on last night's Raw. But before they did the rematch, they had Charlotte Flair come out 
And she basically did a very long promo about not being on WrestleMania. So I think you probably heard uh, Charlotte uh, got COVID-19. Okay. And so what happened was, uh, I guess she was recovered, but they decided to leave her off the show so she could whine about it the next night. Okay. So that's what she did. She whined about it the next night. Anyways, the whole idea here is they did a rematch from WrestleMania, uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka, and obviously Charlotte was going to come out and end that match, you know, when it was going to be a no contest or whatever, that's whatever you want to call it. Uh, but the match was okay. It wasn't as good as Sunday. Um, and and I, I, one of the things I'm, I was just talking about is, is, you know, Rhea being nervous under all that bravado and, and under all that, um, that uh, taunting. And like there was a move in that match where she tried to lift Asuka on her shoulder. She did it three times. The first time she just stumbled. Okay. The second time she tried to turn it into a Samoan drop or something like that and it didn't really work. The third time she actually executed the move where what she's supposed to do is drop Asuka on her face, but she didn't even do that properly. She just missed. She messed it up. And she also, Asuka tried the DDT to the floor again. And Rhea seemed to stumble. I don't know what the heck happened there. So I'm kind of wondering if the pressure is getting to her already, you know, because it's possible, you know, uh, you know, listen, you have somebody like Asuka in there who's highly experienced. So if Asuka can't help you, you know, maybe you need to help yourself. Okay. Anyway, Charlotte came out. They went, when they went on the floor on that DDT, they were just kind of waiting for Charlotte. <laughs> and Charlotte did come out. And I guess they'll turn that into a, a three-way match for uh, the upcoming Backlash show. Okay. So again, don't forget that uh, NXT is on tonight. Okay. And it will be on, on Sportsnet 360 in Canada as well. Okay. Let's go to uh, uh, this weekend's Bellator, the, the last weekend's Bellator show, which... Uh, as I mentioned, you can watch uh, Bellator shows now on um, uh, YouTube for free. And there were uh, four women's matches on this show. Uh, number one uh, was uh, Liz Carmouche beat Vanessa Porto by unanimous decision. And, you know, as I was talking about this last week, I knew that this fight would be, you know, a 15-minute snooze fest. And that's pretty much what it was. And... You know, you would think Vanessa, who's been around a long time, is is her first match for Bellator. You'd think she'd want to go out and impress somebody. But she wasn't any better than Liz. Liz doesn't want to win matches anymore. What she's trying to do in her matches, she's trying to not lose. There is a difference because if you go out there to win, you go out there and you're aggressive and you try and beat your opponent. If you're trying to not lose, you're just trying to you know, defend. You're trying to keep your opponent from getting any kind of offense, and neither of them had a whole lot of offense during this fight, quite frankly. Okay? But Liz could very well get a title shot out of this. I don't know. But uh, we'll have to see. The other match on the main card there was at Featherweight. It was Kat Zingano beating uh, Olivia Parker uh, in the first round. A pretty easy win for Kat. I I don't think Olivia Parker, who I've seen in... um, um, Invicta is just, I don't think she's a very good fighter. Okay. And this is the problem you're going to run into with finding matches for someone like Kat Zingano is there just aren't that many featherweights like out there. They're just not out there. Okay. 
The third fight, women's fight, was uh, Talita Noguera. Uh, uh, Talita, Talita Noguera beat Jessica Borja uh, by, um, I think that was, I think that was by, um, Uh, submission or something like that. It doesn't really matter. Talita's a Brazilian fighter. I've seen her before. And she had, really hasn't been the same since she had knee surgery a few years ago. So that's the only problem with her. And in the fourth fight, we had Diana Avsaragova beat Tara Graf uh, by KO in 30 seconds. Okay? And Diana is from Russia. I mean, it's hard to tell anything from a win like that, quite frankly. I, I don't really, you know, get into, uh, I mean, if, if I could tell, you can't tell anything about a fighter from 30 seconds. Okay? I'll be, tell you right off the top. So that's the whole uh, uh, problem with that. So who knows? We'll see her what she's like against better competition. So there's another Bellator show this Friday. And as I said, once again, you can watch the entire show on YouTube. And uh, there are a couple of women's matches on the show, I believe. The first one is uh, at flyweight. Vita Artiega beat Desiree Yanez. Will face Desiree Yanez. Vita uh, is on a two-fight losing streak, so she hasn't done that great lately. Uh, Desiree is new to Bellator, um, so you know you never know about these things. I haven't seen her before, uh, so I really I think she's from Idaho or someplace. Okay, all right. So we also have uh, Julia Budd versus Diana Silva. Uh, and that's at featherweight. Julia is a former champ, of course. She's from uh, British Columbia. Um, she's a good but not great fighter. And again, you're seeing a problem here where they're having trouble finding opponents, uh, decent opponents. Diana is from Brazil. Uh, she's nine and five, even in the Brazilian regional circuit. And so she's just not that good, <laughs> you know. So I expect, you know, obviously. So I expect, obviously, for, um, uh, for um, uh, Julia to win pretty easily. Okay, now let's go to the UFC. Um, first of all, we had a match on Saturday that was... Um, Canceled because a uh, fighter, um, what's your name? Uh, Norma Dumont was supposed to fight Aaron, Bl Aaron uh, uh, Blankfield, and uh, Norma missed weight for the second time in a row. The problem is she's a featherweight, and they're trying to get her to make um, a bantamweight, and I just don't think she can make bantamweight. She's not a good fighter anyway. Um, the commission canceled the fight. Okay, so we have on this Saturday's UFC show, I think there's three women's fights. I'm just finding them here. Okay, the first one is at flyweight. It is Tracy Cortez uh, versus Justine Kish. Um, I see this as an easy win for Tracy Cortez. Uh, I've liked the way she's looked. Uh, and um, uh, Justine, she hasn't looked good lately. Okay, so that's really... I don't really have much to say about it other than that. But um, I like Tracy in that fight. Uh, the other two, we have Zara Fairn versus Josian Nunez. 
And this is at bantamweight. Now, Zara is from France, and she's actually a, a featherweight. So she's dropping down to bantamweight for this fight. I don't know if she can make that. I don't think she's ever fought at bantamweight before. And uh, Josiane is from Brazil. Um, you know, uh, she looks like a half-decent fighter who can punch. You know, I, I guess to me it depends on whether Zara can make weight or not. She's not a very good fighter, okay? And um, the third fight is at um, straw weight. It is Jessica Penny. Jessica Penny had a, supposed to have a fight a couple of weeks ago, and it uh, got postponed because uh, Hannah Goldie tested positive for COVID-19. But she has a new opponent here, uh, Lupita Godinez. Uh, she's from Mexico, but she trains in... Um, uh, British Columbia. She trains in British Columbia at um, Titan MMA in Langley, British Columbia. Now, she recently was a um, uh, LFA champ. So we'll see how she is. My guess is she'll win the fight. Okay? That's just a guess. So that's about it. Don't forget that show will be on uh, ESPN Plus in the U.S., and uh, TSN in Canada. Okay, uh, just one other thing I wanted to talk about briefly, and we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit more on Thursday, and that is uh, Rose Namahunas uh, made uh, commented on um, uh, her opponent uh, Zhang Veili, where she, uh, what is she, better dead than red, which is an old commu- uh, anti-communist um, a slogan. And she's saying that she's using that to motivate herself. Ugh. It's just dumb, okay? Why would you say stuff like that? Why would you do stuff like that? Anyways, I'm totally against those kind of comments. Now I hope she loses. (laughs) Anyways, that's about it for today. Again, check out all the videos that I put out on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com, and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Shawan and I will be back on Thursday for another run. Uh, if you have any comments or questions for either my podcast or my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.